Good morning. Thank you so much for once again joining us as we continue our study in the book of Leviticus. Uh, This morning, we're going to be covering chapters 13 through 15. And we jump into the laws about leprosy and the leprous disease that that was so feared during that day, and it should have been feared. It was a disease that is most commonly associated with with fingers falling off or with noses falling off of a face and and just the the hideousness of, of that disease and what you looked like when you came through it was just gross and nasty. And leprosy would break out. And leprosy here, as we're going to draw uh, into, as we're going to look not just at at a a disease in terms of the the skin of a person or in the physical reaction of a person, we're going to look at how does this impact uh, life now that we live in light of the gospel. How does this foreshadow? What does this point to in the gospel? And so when a person would be, Uh, afflicted with the disease of leprosy, you knew it. Their skin would turn ashen and and they would start to to struggle and and they would start to to hurt and be achy all over. And then sure enough, something might start to fall off that should not be falling off. They would go see a priest. And if the priest examined that person and saw that they were leprous, well, then here's what the prescribed, the the prescription was for that person. In Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45, the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes. Let the hair of his head hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. And he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Now that is important to notice that that person was outside the camp. They were not outside of Israel, but they were outside the camp. They were not to enter into the camp, into the the common places of the rest of the nation of Israel. And any time they were to see someone, they were to yell, unclean, unclean. By the way, they looked with torn clothes and their hair hanging out and their upper lip uh, covered. And what they were crying out, everyone was to know they had leprosy. Now, here's the thing. Here's what, as I'm going to try to draw us to an understanding of how that impacts us today. Leprosy didn't have a cure back then, and we really don't have much in the way of a cure in today's time. But it's less about the flesh and blood aspect of what's going on, and rather it pinpoints and shows us when a person inside of the covenant, inside of the chosen race of Israel, whenever they saw someone in leprosy, they were to be put outside the camp and everyone was to recognize their disease. In the same way, inside of the community that is the church, inside of the covenant body that is the bride of Christ, we are to recognize when a person is diseased or, to put it in this way, when a person has sin. And when it is recognized that a person has sin, when we notice that that person is afflicted by this particular sin or that particular unrighteousness or evil, then it is not a 
wrong or it is not a wicked thing to look at that person and say that is sin or that is evil or that is against the will of God. Rather, it is a mercy to look at them and to say that is unclean, unclean, and to put them outside, not of the covenant, but outside of the fellowship that they desire for and that they want. Unclean, sin, and it is to be put outside the camp. Now, why is it to be put outside the camp? For a few reasons. It's to be put outside the camp because that person is to be in recognition of their failing, of their disease, of their sin, of their leprosy. But not only that, leprosy was a very contagious disease, and sin is a contagious disease. If a person is very apt to gossip, then when they come into the church and they bring that disease, that sin of gossip into the church, all of a sudden it starts to be contagious and it starts to affect and afflict many people within the fellowship. Rather, it is better to see that sin as sin and wickedness and to say unclean, to put them outside of the camp. Why? Because it's wicked and it's evil and it's contagious. But it's not to keep them outside of the covenant. It's not to put them out there permanently. Rather, there is, there is mercy even for those who are caught in it. In chapter 14, verse 2, or I'll start in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, This shall be the law of the leprous person for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall look. Then if the case of leprous disease is healed in the leprous person, the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two live clean birds and sear wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. The priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in the earthenware vessels over fresh water. Take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop and dip them and the live bird and the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water and he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed of the leprous disease. Then he shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird go into the open field. Why is this going on? Because this person who is leprous, this person who is diseased, he's clean. Now there was no cure for leprosy. So how is this person clean? How is this rejoicing to take place? It's not through the work of the priest. It's not because of the sacrifice that's offered. No, it's because of the ministry and the mercy and the grace and power of God Almighty. How is it that a person who is in sin can come back into right fellowship with those who he so desperately wants to be back among? It's not because of the work of the priest. It's not done because of the act of going to them and really just blowing them up over their sin. It's mercifully, you've called them rightly. You are in sin. You are diseased. And God does a work in their life to restore them to their covenant fellowship that they so long for, or at least that they should. So I hope that you see in the book of Leviticus, not just the laws here, but the pointing to how we live in light of the gospel of Christ and how we see foreshadows of that even here in the book of Leviticus. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning.